Thanks for joining me. It's Jay, and this is another episode of Keeping It Real. Today, we're going to talk about the power of sound. Music. Different hertz of music. Specifically, solfeggio music, which many people have never even heard of. So, let's dive right into it so you can understand what solfeggio music is and how it can be beneficial to you. It's based off a scale that we don't even use anymore. It was thrown away in the 10th century. Somewhere around there is the estimate. So we all know that music can have a profound effect on energy, relaxation. It can give you goosebumps. It can make you cry. Um, It's directly used in uh, soundtracks to movies to induce whatever feelings the director wants you to feel for the pictures you're looking at. There's so much more that it does, though, that people are not aware of. Anyways, let's get into solfeggio since you don't know what it is, or maybe you have a slight idea. It's a six-tone music scale that was first used in religious music of the 10th century, it was tuned to a frequency of a scale that is known to have healing properties and promote better well-being. And before you say this is all woo-woo bullshit, there is so much evidence and scientific studies that I can share with you. It'll blow your mind and you've probably heard of some of it, some of it you haven't, but just hang in there because this is going to get interesting. Okay. Solfeggio frequencies are most commonly associated with Gregorian chants. The chants are a form of monophonic song dating back to the 9th and 10th centuries. What do the solfeggio frequencies come from? Based on the research of musicologist Professor Willie Apple, it's likely the scale was first introduced by Guido di Arezzo, a Benedictine monk. Some of the hidden history buffs say it dates back as far as Egyptian or possibly Sumerian times. That's thousands and thousands of years older. That's just a little side note of interest, maybe, for some of you. So what makes the scale so significant that it's still being talked about and used? There's a musical, historical, religical, religious, religious importance that I mentioned a while ago, but the frequencies also have healing attributes. And some of this has been proved with certain scientific studies, which I'll get into. Solfeggio music and its ability to heal. Let's talk about what I have right here in front of me, and I'll dive into some other studies too. When first introduced to the solfeggio frequencies and their purported benefits, it's easier to be skeptical or even outright dismissive, which is why I said you're probably going to think it sounds like woo-woo, BS, and make you not want to listen to this crap. So I felt the same way until I researched it. 
And it kept popping up over and over in front of me again, like somebody was trying to tell me something like, hey, stupid, you missed it. Look here, read this. Humans have long believed in the healing properties of music. And in the modern day, these have been proven through scientific research, particularly by Harvard. Since ancient times, music has been recognized for its therapeutic value. Greek physicians used flutes, lyres, and zitters, which are all instruments I have no fucking clue what they are, but they used them to heal their patients. They used vibration to aid in digestion, treat mental disturbance, and induce sleep. Aristotle from 323 through 373 BCE, in his famous book De Anima, wrote, the flute music could arouse strong emotions and purify the soul. Ancient Egyptians described musical incantations for healing the sick. See, there you go, back to Egypt. We're talking old. Music is a part of the cycle of natural life. Music is based on rhythm and harmony, and human life is based on rhythm. Day and night, seasonal changes, psychological and biological functions, they're all rhythmic. We inhale, we exhale. Our heart beats systolically, contraction, diastolically, expansion for, for relaxation of the heart. You sleep, you eat, you have menstrual cycles, you walk, you talk, and other things, if not all, these are functions of life that are rhythmic. They're dy- dynamic. So music very much fits in with rhythms of life. In the modern day, science has been able to back up exactly what our ancestors described. For instance, one study concluded that music can reduce anxiety while increasing self-esteem and interpersonal skills. I will get into the study. Move on. Another study found that music had a positive effect on the autonomic nervous system and endocrine system, reducing stress in the process. Remember, these are coming from some Harvard studies. That means music is not just soothing because it sounds good, but because of actual physiological and hormonal effects it's having on your body. Sound is powerful and has always influenced healing on people. Consider ultrasound. Here's another way that its sound is being used today with technology. A medical test called the ultrasound uses high-frequency sound waves to capture a living image of a baby inside a woman's womb. That was discovered in the 1930s. In 1940, a French doctor named Alfred Tomatis developed hearing and listening therapies known as Tomatis Method, an audio psychophonology. He used music to cure hearing loss and successfully employed it in treating autism and learning disabilities. Is it a coincidence that Dr. Tomati used Gregorian, I'm sorry, Gregorian chants, which remember I said Gregorian chants are one of the oldest original sources of the Sofeggio scale. Also, the Sofeggio scale is closely related to the frequencies that are needed to heal the seven chakras of the body, which is another esoteric type of um, healing people don't necessarily think about because they're only considering current scientific evidence or whatever religion they believe in, which has no basis in fact anyways. You have faith in these things. Well, some things that don't seem like science actually do have science to back them up. So, let's move along and keep an open mind. 
why did the solfeggio frequencies, why, why did they get tossed into the garbage can? Why were they forgotten? Well, sometime in the 16th century, the 12-tone equal temperament scale was created in Renaissance Italy and rapidly gained popularity. As such, the just intonation method of tuning solfeggio was gradually replaced. Many considered the 12-tone scale to be too rigid and confining. In the book Just Innotation Primer, it's described the ancient six-tone scales as having a certain clarity and smoothness that today's music, which uses 12-tone scales, lacks. This is perhaps the reason why masters of just intonation like Beethoven are still praised to this day. Lost in History There's also a possibility that the scale was just to some extent lost, which wouldn't be surprising given the time period which developed, being the Western European Middle Ages. This was around the Great Schism of 1054. We know this today as the Roman Catholic Church taking over. And if you look at the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope, the Vatican, taking control of lots of things which gave them power with religion, maybe with certain sounds, certain things, certain knowledge they did not want people to know about. Well, what would we find out if we really went into the Vatican vaults or the Smithsonian vaults? All the hidden information, things that are being shielded from our insight from all of the world. There's definitely things being hidden. We know that. So anyways, let's move on because that's a whole nother thing to get into if you want to talk about the evil that is the Vatican Church and what they hide and how they use their power to control people through religion and other means. Regardless of exactly why the six-tonal scale was replaced by the 12-tone, it gave rise to some of the West's great composers, but many believe it has also contributed to some of the spiritual problems in the modern world because of the healing properties of the Solfeggio scale. So how was the Solfeggio scale recovered? The Solfeggio frequencies were brought back to the forefront in the 1970s. The man credited with the rediscovery is Dr. Joseph Puglio, who also wrote briefly under the pseudonym Joseph Barber. He discovered that when he looked through the Pythagorean method of number reduction, the Old Testament's book of numbers contained a repeating pattern. It's kind of like an algorithm. This was specifically obvious in verses 12 through 83 of chapter 7. If you missed uh, anything about uh, the Pythagorean method, well, let's just kind of go over it. Pythagoras was an ancient Greek mathematician. He is famous for the Pythagorean theorem, which explains the relative between sides of right triangles using 
this difficult equation, whatever. So he's famous mathematician from archaic times. But not only was Pythagoras's uh, math theorem very important, he had tremendous impact on ancient Greek philosophers such as Plato and Socrates, which most everybody's heard of them. The Pythagorean method used by Dr. Polio requires one to add all of the digits of a large number together. Oh my God, it's really difficult math. And fuck that. I'm not going through that. Wow. How he figured that out is freaking amazing. That's like hacking the Enigma code for the Germans' um, secret code machine they had during the World War II. You know, just these codes, people, how they hack them is pretty amazing when they have the mathematical vision to break this stuff down. Pulio explains that a vision led him to investigate and uncover the frequencies. Skeptics, of course, dispute this. Spiritual religious folk, on the other hand, are more open to his explanation. They understand that it is often one's intuition, a vision, or chance happening, or coincidence that leads people back to their creator or mother nature or whatever you want to call it. People postulate that it's more likely that Pulio studied in Gregorian chants and other musical history which led him to investigate the Bible and happen upon the link. Anyways, that's very cool. The conclusion that he draw, drew out of the Bible and found all the different hertz of the Solfeggio scale is very deep and intriguing. There's three more modern Solfeggio frequencies that were figured out by Dr. Puglio. They are 174, 285, and 963 hertz. So these are three different ones. They 174 is associated with pain reduction, anesthetic properties, 285 associates. I'm not going to go through what each one of them does. I'll do that later. Let's just stick with talking more about the Solfeggio frequencies and everything about it so you can understand what it is. Okay, so we talked about Pulio, how he discovered this. Note Nikola Tesla the famous inventor and engineer, really the guy that is the godfather of electricity, once said, if you only knew the magnificence, pardon me, of three, six, and nine, you would understand the key of the universe. Did he know something that we didn't? The Pythagorean method is about three, six, and nine. Tesla wasn't the only one who believed this. Another notable inventor and engineer, John Keeley, wrote that thirds, sixths, and ninths were extraordinarily powerful and documented the extraordinary effectiveness of vibratory thirds, sixths, and ninths in manipulating matter on a molecular level. This could have something with sacred geometry, which is just math. You get the golden ratio and many other different things out of sacred geometry. Albert Einstein said the following, Concerning matter... We have been all wrong. What we have called matter is energy, whose vibration has been so lowered as to be perceptible to our five senses. There is no matter. So music is vibration, and music that vibrates at the right frequency has a positive effect on your matter, also your mind, your body. It's all 
So music at specific frequencies, megahertz, has a blueprint to it. And that's what solfeggio frequency is. It's healing music for your mind and body in a nutshell. Okay, here is something very interesting about the solfeggio frequency that many people may have heard of. Dr. Masuru Emoto. And if you want to look up the studies he did on sound frequencies on water and intentions placed on water, not even just sound frequencies, intentions, he could change the structure of the water. Unbelievable. So his name, Dr. M-A-S-A-R-U, last name E-M-O-T-O, Dr. Masuru Emoto. He's dead and gone, but he wrote a book and he left behind some fascinating studies that he did. He conducted these studies for years, sending positive intentions at the frequency of 528, which is a solfeggio frequency. He experimented on this frequency with polluted water. And the before and after uh, results are incredible. The, there's a YouTube video that shows the results of all of his studies. He actually filmed the molecular structure, like I was talking about a while ago, of the water changing from disorganized arrays of crystals in polluted water into actual geometrical, perfect beautiful shapes almost look like snowflake designs unbelievable it's a visible message he said as if the water was actually conscious hard to believe right no science to it but he could repeat these studies over and over and over he wrote the book the hidden message in water now I would recommend you watch his video so you can see what can happen when you place intentions or certain solfeggio sound frequencies directed at water. Another miraculous study in 2010. Again, solfeggio sound frequencies were used after the BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. John Hutchison, a Canadian electromagnetic energy expert, played a series of sounds at 528 frequency. Once again, the polluted water was treated with the frequency for four hours on day one. He took the water that was before he treated it with the sound frequency to a lab and then afterwards the next day again checking it a humongous decrease in the oil and scum and thickness the murky brown had changed into clear green the water's vitality was restored. This was visually noticeable, of course, but fish actually returned. Dolphins even came up within five foot of the water while they were getting their samples. The results were certified by the Analytical Chemical Testing Laboratory, Incorporated of Mobile, Alabama. The samples were tested by Dr. 
Naaman, an experienced analytical chemist who confirmed the complete removal of oil and grease from after the treatment sample source tested. He stated, while this may not be understood, this technology is clearly something of extreme value and should be given a chance to be presented and tested on a larger scale basis. But why has it not ever been done? Why does nobody talk about this stuff? Another interesting thing, if you want to see the power of sound, I don't have anything written up exactly on it, but I'm sure you've all seen the steel plate that they send sound frequencies through and drop sand on. They can make beautiful geometric patterns with different sound frequencies or make a complete mess. That's another one I bet people have seen but just forgot about. Okay, your DNA is not set in stone if you didn't know that. It can change. This is a fact that is quite well established in molecular biology community and has notable studies by Hartman in 1975 and Wintersberger in 1991. In October 1996, in his research paper on the effect of consciousness intention on human DNA, Dr. Glenn Ryan discovered that loving energy at 528 hertz solfeggio again has conformational changes on DNA. When in the presence of loving energy sent through intent, the DNA molecular structure actually unwound and began to heal itself. Besides the DNA molecule being beginning to heal itself, only when sent the energy of love through conscious intention, it did the opposite when sent intentions of hate and anger. Which there's some studies that show that like heavy metal can produce this kind of nastiness and the the words, the music, everything about it. Which, I love heavy metal, so that sucks, but it's also a high-energy vibration. I know it can make you angry or energized for working out at the gym. I've used it for that. But anyways, DNA can change, and our conscious intentions have an effect on it. That means that love heals. That means the sound frequency of love is what they're saying is 528 hertz solfeggio. Okay, in 1998, Dr. Glenn Ryan of the Quantum Biology Research Lab in New York performed experiments with in vitro DNA. Four styles of music converted to Hertzian scale acoustic waves were played for one hour to test tubes containing in vitro DNA. The music included rock music, classical music, and Gregorian chants. The Gregorian chants, of course, were at 528 hertz again. The solfeggio frequency always comes up in tests. The effects of music were determined by measuring the absorption of ultraviolet light of the DNA test tube samples <clears throat> Pardon me. after one hour of exposure to the music. A positive value increased absorption is due to denaturation unwinding of DNA, whereas negative values reflect DNA winding. So the results showed the Gregorian chants at the 528 Solfeggio frequency caused a 5% to 9.1% increase in the absorption of UV light in two separate experiments due to the unwinding of the DNA helix. So, classical music and rock music 
did nothing. Actually, rock music caused a decrease absorption of 1.8%. So classical music had a barely positive effect. Neither one even close to the effects on the DNA that the Solfeggio 528 hertz frequency had. Wow. You seeing a pattern here? And nobody talks about these studies or what this Solfeggio frequencies can do. So that is powerful. That is amazing. And I have even more to tell you about it. So let's talk about the different solfeggio frequencies that have been identified and their beneficial factors. Starting off with 174 hertz. This is a cleansing tone, releasing emotional and physical pain. It can be an analgesic. So if you're in pain, emotionally or physically, say you have back pain, headache, something of that, this 174 hertz could be good for you. Next is 285 hertz. This is for realigning chakras, health rejuvenation, and reset. Next, 396 hertz. This is to relieve negative feelings, to release fear, to release shame, and to release guilt. So, next one, 417 hertz, positive feelings, mindset, facilitating change. So, this is a very good, happy, it, it, it reminds me very much of the 528. It's very close to the love frequency. Now, that's what's next, 528 hertz. This is the magical frequency that was in all of the scientific studies that I alluded to here in the beginning of the show on up to right now. This is a transformational DNA repairing miracle tone. Cleans up oil spills. We know it repairs DNA. I shared that study with you. It's associated with love, the sound of love. It's been recorded in deep space. They've made recordings out near Jupiter of audio. In the middle of the universe, this sound is permeating, traveling through space. This frequency of 528, the mysterious frequency that it seems like even ancient ancestors of ours knew. And I look back at Egyptians and Sumerians, and I think in many ways they were more intelligent than we are now. I don't care about the technology. We, lots of stuff that they did, we can't even emulate to this day. You look at 200-ton megalithic structures that were moved around, and you can't even fit a razor blade between it. We don't even have equipment that can do this stuff right now. Move it or structure it in such a way with such precision. And what about their alignment with the astrological symbols and equators, the, the meridian of the earth, um, all the different things that they did with such perfection and they were supposed to be half barbaric cavemen of some sorts? Give me a break. We're being lied to, folks. Anyways, on beyond this miracle tone, the 528, which is in the middle of the solfeggio tones, 639 hertz, 
This is a primer of connective energy between other people, relationships, balance. So this is good for you if you want to prime yourself for restoring relationships, maybe with family, friends, co-workers. You need some confidence. Next is 741 Hertz. This is for thinking clearly, stability, problem solving, making solutions to difficult things, creativity. If you're working on something and you need a creative burst for maybe artwork or some, some other thing you're working on, music, whatever. 852 Hertz is next. Spiritual order, third eye awakening, intuition, synchronicity. Next is 963 Hertz. This is a manifestation, return to oneness, elevated consciousness. This is great for using during positive affirmations. If you want to go on a mind trip, maybe without taking some kind of botanicals like mushrooms or ibogaine, this might be the tone along with meditation to help you travel or have a vision quest. So these are the things I found related to all these different hurts and what they're good for. They're all positive. They're all very uplifting. They're great for you. You can use them for meditation, relaxation, sleep, healing, focus, creativity. I mean, there's so much positive about doing this. Fixing your DNA. I mean, the incredible studies of it restructuring water. 70% of your body is made up of water. Well, wouldn't that be great for it to heal your DNA and the water that's inside you? Think of all the toxic, shitty water that we take in every single day. So that's the science behind these techniques and how they work and the different frequencies and what they do. And most people don't know a damn thing about them. So I think every one of these sounds specifically has something beneficial to offer a person and you need to look into it. Now, if you have YouTube which everybody's got YouTube. Go to Meditative Mind. Look at the Solfeggio soundscapes. If you're on Spotify, Meditative Mind has a Solfeggio soundscapes album. I mean, it's free to get this stuff and listen to. You can't beat that. You might find uh, some Solfeggio frequencies that have binaural beats associated with them where you have to use headphones. So to summarize here, what I've shared with you is a frequency of sound that our consciousness has lost somewhere in history, but we've regained. It's just not many people know about it. You could put it on at night and be healing your DNA while you're sleeping. So obviously there needs to be more studies. More people need to know about it, share it, use it. It seems to have been robbed from us from an era long ago and replaced with a more chaotic sound scale, maybe possibly for a reason, like everything else. When you start looking behind stuff, it's not like I'm a conspiracy theorist. I seem to always start digging and find out that there's a mask. There's a mask over the truth. There is some reason it's being painted a certain way or proposed a certain way or delivered to you a certain way because it's hiding something. And usually there's something good that you need to know 
that's out there that you could find that could benefit your life if you do a little digging. Well, I'll say this much too. There's also a lot of nasty, horrible stuff that's hidden by governments, big businesses, and things of that nature too. Especially if you listen to the podcast that I did on the government and pharmaceutical agencies involved in this recent egregious, horrific, genocidal pandemic that we've all went through. So, anyways, for right now, staying positive, cool, you found out about Solfeggio Frequencies, go look them up. Check out the Meditative Mind, check out their Solfeggio Soundscapes album that they have on YouTube or Spotify. They may be in other places. I know they have a website, too. Um, So, check it out, man. Go to sleep to some of their stuff. Do cellular repair while you're sleeping. Maybe you'll have better sleep. Maybe you'll notice it's it. The, the music literally sounds like it's from another world. I'll say that much. It's different. So try it. And if you're not too scared to be a little bit woo woo and out on the outer edges of reality, and everything doesn't have to be scientifically studied and peer reviewed by these bought off and paid scientists and college uh, professors and experts then look into something that has a history like this of goodness and purity that can help you and your family and your friends and try to use it and that's why I'm sharing it with you is because hey I love people. I love you out there, the listener. I want you to get better. I want you to find ways to help yourself. If I can find ways to help myself, then I'm going to share it with you. If I can find ways to pull the blinders off your eyes and help you see the truth, I'm going to share it with you. That's what this podcast is about. So for now, that's the end of this one. Please rate and review on whatever podcast player you're listening on. And... If you can, share it with your family and your friends, co-workers, or anybody else that may be interested in some of this information I go over. I know it's a wide spectrum of stuff. I especially like to cover health information, but I dabble in a little bit of everything. I know I got a bit of an attitude and a nasty mouth sometimes, but I mean, well, I can't be perfect. And uh, the last ask I have for you is if you are interested in supporting the podcast, look at the link below where you clicked on to listen to this podcast. You can subscribe for as low as a dollar a month and you can stop anytime, no commitments. And I would greatly appreciate it. It would help me keep this thing going and I can put more time and effort into research and delivering more episodes and more powerful information to you guys and make the show even better. So I'll end with that. Much love to all of you in podcast land. This is Jay signing off. Take care. Until next time. Bye. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. Keeping it